Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from the Dadsnet for dads sitting around chatting about dad stuff, about loose trumps, which is the way we work out who's winning or losing parenting this week, about the big stories of the week, and then about the big question that's been put to us by a Dadsnet Facebook group member. That is all to come on the show, which features in order of the speed in which they are going to be heading to Wales for a haircut now that the barbers are open over there. I'm going to go with Sparky first because you're the one who complains the most. You are the <laughs> always whinging. That's a really clever way of saying you're the most vain on the podcast. Uh, that's, I, I it's it's a way of saying your hair looks the shittiest. <laughs> Boys, it, like honestly, <laughs> I would drive to Wales to get this wagon sorted out. But guys, only four weeks to wait. It'd be all right. You see, I was right though, wasn't I? I was right. Whether you take it as an insult or you take it as the truth, it was a fact. Nailed it. Number two is me. It's going to be me. I'm going to be the second one. I'm I'm behind Sparky. I'm there. I'm in the back of his car, heading out to Wales. As long as you've got a mask on, Jim, in the back of my car. Sorry. Yeah, of course. And we've got the windows wide open, obviously. And number three is Brad, because we know that Brad can quite proficiently cut his own hair. (laughs) Thanks. Don't forget, guys, I'm on my way to Scotland. You guys head to Wales. I'm, I'm actually... No, we're, we're kids are back at school, so that doesn't really work now either. I'm never going <laughs> to matter, Scotland. Doesn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got all that time in the day to cut your own hair as much as you like. Yeah, Just one true. Uh, tip for you there. If you lean on your wrist for a bit before, it feels like someone else is cutting uh, your hair. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and the, the member of the panel that might not need that trip to Wales... <laughs> Who is the is, youngest? Uh, is, ...is the youngest. <laughs> also... <laughs> Should we say least her suit? Um, <laughs> on my head. Yes. On my yeah, head. Well, exactly. It's Jack. Hello, on Jack. On my head. I got a back like a gorilla. <laughs> oh, oh, it's things I didn't need to find out until an awkward garden party in the summer. <laughs> Have you ever, like, considered shaving it all off and, like, creating, like, a really bad toupee? <laughs> I could just gather it up from the floor. Oh. Yeah. No, when, um, when me and Danny first got together, like, she almost broke up with me the first time she saw my back. Like that's, oh, so we shouldn't that's poke fun at you then, was. Jack. We shouldn't poke fun at you because it's a sensitive so she, uh, Well, she started, she started waxing it. My God. Never felt pain like it. Oh, oh no. Oh. Yeah. So I don't have a hairy back anymore, just in case if she this... tries to wax it. Alden, quick question, though. Does that include a back sack and crack? Um, 
Look at him thinking about well, how much he, he wants, wants to share with us. He wants to say something, guys. He wants well, to say something. I, I, you know, not stuff I thought I'd ever share on the podcast. I have at certain times had each of those things hairless. You've had your your but I haven't had them waxed. Hairless. I haven't had them waxed. We, what, I mean, before do? we get into it? this podcast, we need to know more details because you've, you've opened <laughs> Hold this up. On. And this is, this is meant to be the part of the show where we go straight into something, but I think we can pause. <laughs> we can. Let's sit down. Has everyone got a cup of tea? <laughs> I sit wish. I wish right enjoy. now. I feel like I need one. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So you didn't, you didn't wax your, your asshole. No. You obviously shaved it. No. Or did you use the cream? The cream was used. Oh, by, did you get overzealous by, on the gooch? By my other half. Uh, uh, what? Sorry, <sighs> yeah, hold on, she, Jackson. Now she got, wanted to do it. <laughs> I've got a visual now of you bent over, cheeks apart, and her applying imac. Like that's something I wasn't yeah. ready for this evening. <laughs> it was a, it was a tender moment, guys. It was a tender moment. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair though, mate, you've uh, been through childbirth with her, I suppose, like twice. So you know, it's a very open, loving area where we've all seen all parts of each other. Yeah. She, she's and after a, child after childbirth, she knew the pain that Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> she just turned to me one day and said, "Look, I think I think you'll prefer uh, a less hairy bum." So, <laughs> so oh, I let her do God. it after some persuasion. Uh, let me tell you, your farts ring out like the dawn chorus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went into work the next day. <laughs> that real, like a real <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's nothing, there's nothing muffling it. So I went into work the next day (laughs) and I was sat there with my intern, right? And uh, we're sat there, just me and him in the office. And I thought, you know, just do one of those little lift the cheek, quiet ones, a little, you know, and a proper, (laughs) it's just me and him in the office. And he turned around in his chair and went, Golly! <laughs> right, I've got I, one more. I've I am got... so sorry, Ed. I am so did, sorry. Did, are you sure it wasn't G Willikers? <laughs> Jack, since um, you've shared this part, like, can I just ask one more question then? How do you deal with like sweat in that situation? Like, are you going for a couple of courtesy wipes, uh, uh, like on an afternoon? Because you know, there's the hairs there for a reason, mate. Like, when we get warm. Like I, I, this, you can edit this out after, but I'm the asking. Hair, the hair's there to the hair's there to what to collect sort of, the sweat. Yeah, to collect the sweat. Yeah. Yeah, and so oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's like um, it's like so I I I used to shave my underarm hair, and when it's skin on skin, dude, it sweats like a mother. Yeah, like I did. I didn't notice a particularly sweaty crack. Oh, oh. But maybe I was just too, you know, too distracted <laughs> with the farts. You, you were drying it out all the time by the sounds of it, mate, with them rippers. <laughs> Jack, to be fair, there was a lot going on, wasn't there? That there, is, was, there was. And the, uh, presumably the uh, workplace discrimination case yes. that came on. <laughs> taking up a lot of your time. Had to find a new intern. <laughs> Should we start the uh, podcast? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. This is Loose Trumps. Brilliant. This is a... <laughs> This is a question uh, that has a numerical answer. The one with, I think it's got to be the one with the lowest here wins, I reckon. But it could be the highest on another time. It's like a game of Top Trumps, basically. And the question today is, how many items are currently unwashed in your kitchen sink? 
how many items currently unwashed in your kitchen sink? Uh, let's go to the man who did not have a kitchen sink until a couple of weeks ago. Brats, how many are in there? Uh, zero. Absolutely none. And what's actually funny is just before I came upstairs to jump on this call with you guys, I uh, packed the dishwasher. So uh, there is absolutely zilcher because I figured the lowest number would be the winner. Right, right, right. And I need to. You no, that's it. not cheat. No, not you at all. No. Nah. <laughs> I rigged it. <laughs> it's called preparation. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, to be honest, those guys, you know, they're they're very competitive, especially that Jack guy. You know, so, uh, <laughs> you know, what can I do to beat him? So absolutely zero. Uh, we have never, ever, ever, ever before had a dishwasher. And I don't know how I got through life with that one. Wow. It's a game changer. Yeah, like, I, I went from having a dishwasher once to going back to a house which didn't have a dishwasher. And it was mm. it, like, yeah, it was not okay. Like, I really, yeah. I, I could have done with some counselling after that. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of washing up. And I was like, where's the dishwasher? Where's the dishwasher? <laughs> how at, least you've got, at least you've got a dishwasher. Now you've got a kid. Brad, you had two kids and didn't have a dishwasher. Yeah. That must have been your entire evening. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Washing dishes. It was literally like when you'd make breakfast, like if I made like scrambled egg and toast, whatever, you'd literally have to, then as soon as it's done, wash the, that set of dishes. And then after oh. lunchtime, wash that set of dishes. And then dinner time, wash that set of dishes. Mm. How do you deal with Weetabix with no dishwasher? Oh. That is, uh, that's well. Thankfully, for that, for quite some time now, for the last few years, we've been eating them with uh, baked beans. So we've been. <laughs> oh well, then of yeah, course, yeah, yes. Yeah, so it yeah. makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, stu- the stodginess with the with the ketchup is, it's a lot easier to deal with than if it was just plain old milk. Of course, yeah. No, well, that that well, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, uh, Sparky, how about you then? How many dishes are there in that uh, that that sink? Uh, right. So we just had spag bowl just before I came up to record the potty. So we've got um, two plates, a knife and fork. One, two, six. There's they're like saucepan. We did the spaghetti bolognese in and a wooden spoon. Eight, um, eight. So I think I was on eight, and then I came up to record the podcast and. There is a mug here which has got some really, re- like, this should have been in the dishwasher probably a week ago. Um, there's two which have been in the office. I, I, I don't know about So I'm on 10, but I've also got a biohazard currently right next to me. So if you left SJ to clean that all up then? Well, I mean, she can load the dishwasher. To be fair, we've got a system. I'll, I'll probably do it after I've, I've recorded the podcast because I'm always buzzing, guys. After being on with you, I can't go straight to sleep. Um, so I'll do the dishwasher to calm me. But we've got a little system. Like It's my job to know that it's on at night uh, before we go to bed. Um, and then in the morning, while she's giving Jackson his breakfast, she'll unload the dishwasher and then I'll start filling up. And it's, it's working. That's one of the systems which we didn't really, really talk about or set up. It's just happened oh, and it's brilliant. When those... When when those things just fall into place oh, unheard of <laughs> honestly Jim it's, oh, I count myself lucky for it I was just thinking about it before we came I thought we actually have got a good little system going on I'm going to congratulate her after this I'll go down babe we're winning at dishwashing <laughs> I mean I mean you're not well, well, yeah. you got, you got she's done that whilst I'm recording the podcast then I'm winning at dishwashing That's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack how many in your sink at the moment uh, none None, zero. Uh, you see, I told you, he's a competitive uh, guy. Yeah, I was going to say one, but then I heard what Brad said. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, Danny is is just so hot on it, you know. I am a massive slob. 
Danny is really, really tidy and it stresses her right out to have any washing left in the sink or anything. So she always does it. When I'm going to tell another story of when we first met now. Um, when we first met, I was such a slob. I had my own flat. And she used to come over and I'd only ever tidy it if someone was coming. Yeah, standard. Um, after she, you know, started staying a little bit longer, she got to see what I was really like. She started... Um, you know, seeing the piles of the piles of you know a week's worth of washing up left on the side yeah. before I did it, <laughs> and um, at one point she even started doing some of my washing, and she went right. I'll just go to just go to the washing pile and grab a few bits. She grabbed a few bits and then she went, oh, why is the washing all on this table? And there was this this nice little tablecloth over a, a square in my in my bedroom. She lifted off the tablecloth and underneath it was a pile of washing. That I had shaped <laughs> into a table, to, into a square, like to look like a table. Oh, mate. <laughs> because I couldn't be bothered to do it. What had you been doing with those clothes for them to be as rigid as a table? Oh, no, don't oh, that. Oh. I was single for many years. Oh. We've learned a lot about you tonight, mate. That we don't. There was need a whole bunch more. of socks in there. <laughs> Ten minutes in, and it's getting too much of me, Jack. Uh, <laughs> I think we've found out who the most forgiving person in the world is, though. It's your <laughs> missus, isn't it? <laughs> Hold on. And, and I, you guys used to tease me, by the way, for being, like, the, the, the weirdest person that knows a lot about the, like, sex and stuff. But, like, hello, have you met Jack? <laughs> I knew nothing of sex. <laughs> <laughs> Women never came to my flat. <laughs> he was caught off guard. Quick, make a table out of clothes. Like this is. <laughs> they never came to his flat, nor came in it. Hey. hey, Danny once came to my flat, and um, I wasn't prepared for her to come over, so I would only let her in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't allowed in the rest of the flat. Blindfold her at the door. Some terrible things have happened. Just don't look that. Walk straight into the bedroom. Uh, In and out, guys. <laughs> Jim, how, how gross is your sink right now? Uh, there's nothing in there. Oh, it's empty. It's absolutely oh, empty. Jack, we've got another uh, person another to keep an eye on. Yeah. One, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you boys are all really well, like, like trained, like, or well, not well, like, well, you, well kept, well, well kept. kept. Sorry. <laughs> is it you though, Jim? Are you the tidy one, or is it is yours influenced by your other half? It's, well, it, it depends. It, it's different every day. But uh, this time it was my wife who put everything away because uh, my daughter was on her brownies Zoom call and she had nothing else to do other than <laughs> tidy the kitchen around it. So that worked out nicely. But we do, I like, I mean, over the years I have been a lot more scuzzy. And, uh, but now it is kind of nice to have it all sort of just away and out of the mm. way isn't it mm. I went to my brother's house in Manchester he was at university in Manchester and he lived with 10 lads this is like 10 or 15 years ago and uh, he was making some food and he was like oh there's only one plate um, can you go and get another one go and ask one of the boys if they've got uh, if they know where they are because they had two kitchens and I went into the living room I was like oh, does anyone know where there's a plate and one literally turned around reached under the sofa pulled out something that had oh. some kind oh. of grey greeny oh. stuff on it and then went oh yeah there you go so, oh, you're all right, Alex. <laughs> that might have been my uni house once one of our one of our uh, flatmates in my third year left a note on the kitchen door saying there were 12 forks in this drawer now there's only three turned out i had seven of them in my room <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> 
So I'm in that loose trumps, right? Uh, in that loose trumps, you were the winner, right? Uh, exactly. Do, do you know, right? Obviously, you won't know, but um, years ago, Shay and I got so fed up with dishes that our pots and pans were dirty, and we basically just tossed them away and went and bought new ones because we could not face washing what? them again. <laughs> They're so disgusting. Sod it, we're just going to throw them away. Amazing. We're like, nah, nah, I'm tired of this crap. <laughs> and they've just been there, yeah. Did, yeah. I, did anyone do the paper plates thing as a, as a bachelor or a younger man? <laughs> oh, God, it's all coming out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is mastermind. This is my area of expertise. Hey, guys, uh, I'm here. I'm Jack. I'm a master at being a slob. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we've done this and it's it's me and Brad and Jack we're tying on them we've, we're the ones with zero in there Sparky's the one with a sink full of scuzzy stuff and yet Jack has come out of this worse I'm not really sure how I'm fine with it I'm fine with it move on Jim move on <laughs> It is Loose Trumps. It's the Loose Dads podcast from the Dads Net. And on the way, we're going to be looking inside the news. Don't you just hate it when it's a bright sunny day and the sun is in your eyes and you wish you had a trucker hat to shade your eyes? And when it's freezing cold and your ears are like little ice cubes on the side of your head? Or when you're running in an ordinary t-shirt and it feels like a an ordinary t-shirt instead of a specific running technical t-shirt or when you nip to the shops and you forget your face covering actually that is really annoying well anyway now you can solve all of those problems with a brand new dad's net merch trucker hats beanie hats tech running tees face masks and more shop now at dadsnet.shop This is Loose Dads from Dads Now. I'm Jim, got Sparky, Brad and Jack with me. It's time to look inside the news. So this is where we look at the big stories of the week. And I mean, it could be anything usually, can't it? And, and that sort of loads of stuff up for debate and we can really dig into a lot of stories. This week... It's kind of different. Um, the big story, of course, is the tragic story of Sarah Everard. And I don't think we can not mention this story. Um, but also, I think we need to be very sure that we are not putting words into the mouths of women, not pretending that we know how women feel, not telling people how to behave or anything like that. So we're very strictly, I think, looking at this from a dad's point of view. And I guess it's it's kind of the stories that have come out because of this main story. So the thing that really resonated with me, the thing that really that I saw that absolutely shocked me to the core was the, the story about 97% of women aged between 18 and 24 say they've been sexually harassed. And I don't know about you lot, but for me, that was an absolutely shocking, shocking thing to find out. And I think that goes, when people are talking about how we need to talk about this more, we need to educate our boys more, that's the statistic that says, yeah, okay, something needs to change now. It really, really needs to change. Had anyone else even knew known before that it was even anywhere near that amount of people? No, I mean, like 97% is absolutely 
mind-blowing. Like, to literally think that if you're walking in a crowd near enough, 100% of, of, of the ladies that you will walk past have experienced something against them because based on their, their, their the gender that they are, it's just, it's horrible. Um, and to, that kind of statistic, it, it I mean, like I really, I, I genuinely don't even have the words for it because it is just, it's unbelievable that as a society, we, it's there. It's at 97%. I like, honestly, guys, I, I just, mm. for, for once, probably on the topics with me, as I genuinely don't even have the words to say about how scary that is. It's, I heard something um, which just made me so interested because you, uh, it's a, such a wide subject to talk about. And as Jim says, you've got to be really careful when talking about it. But this involves us all. It's, it's about women and how they're being treated. But, you know, there's a lot of blokes that go, oh, okay, but I don't think this is about me. You know, some of the stories that have been coming out. But this is mm. about everyone because if there's 10 blokes and one of them's a bad bloke and nine of them are good blokes, but those nine good blokes stand around and just let that bad bloke keep being a bad bloke, then they're just as bad as the bad bloke. You still following me? Yes. Yeah, guilty by association. So, so yeah. And I don't know. Um, I don't think there's enough time to actually discuss all of the things that come under the umbrella of this subject. But I just know that 97% of women being having some sort of sexual harassment experience in their life is not acceptable. It's not something I want my son growing up in a world with that happening. And also, Sarah Jane, I've had a conversation with her um, like this week and just about some of the experiences she's been through in her life. And that's something worth doing, boys. Just, yeah. so, you know, if because right now, like ladies are wanting to talk about some of their experiences and obviously talking about things makes it, well helps it right that's the best way of putting it so i we've had some really interesting conversations and some of the stories she's told me like sick of me to my core um but and, I'm a, and here's the thing right like can can you can you picture um your boy growing up and doing that to someone like if i ever caught wind that my boys treated anyone be it man or woman like that Man, we'd probably end up in fisticuffs. But Brad, I reckon everybody thinks that, even the parents of these. Oh yeah, no, yeah. It all happens behind closed doors. Yeah, I know. The, the parents probably don't even get to witness their 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 children acting in such a way. Um, and like from what I do, from my perspective, is I make sure I raise them to be respectful of everyone, every yeah. single human being. I make a concerted effort of making sure that the guys see Shay for who she is and not what gender she is. You know, Facts. she's a strong, she's a strong woman. You respect her, you love her. And that's the kind of thing that you put out into the universe. You don't objectify someone, you know, based on what gender they are. So, um, yeah, but I, I just know for me though, dude, if, if I ever caught, if I had ever heard that they, they did that or I caught them doing that, it wouldn't end very well. I think it's a lot of, it's a lot of th we've had to learn and we have to learn and uh, has been pointed out this week is there's a lot of behavior that I think a lot of men will still think there is no problem with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
But there is, there obviously is a problem. If you are making someone feel intimidated, even if you think you're just having a laugh, even if you think just wolf whistling out of a window of a car or something is just a bit of a laugh. And, you know, some people may think, you know, oh, it's a compliment, if anything. If you're, you're not, it's, it's making people uncomfortable. It's making people feel vulnerable. It's, it's upsetting people. And you need to check that behavior. And if people are telling you that that's the behavior that makes them feel uncomfortable and threatened, you have to do something about that. And if you think it's a laugh, it doesn't matter. That's, that's, you know, it's about how the person yeah. it's acted towards feels. It's not about you. See, for me, the, the biggest, the biggest thing that sort of hit home with me is, is yes, there's the, there's the out and out harassment. There's the, uh, there's the wolf whistling. There's the, you know, the, the stuff that people are active in. The, the, the pics and, no one asked for in their inbox and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, and that might be the one in, the one in 10, as you said, Sparky, but the the bit that really got me is the uh, amount of women saying that every woman you know has has crossed the street um, because they because there's a bloke walking behind them and they want to be in the light or uh, you know or they've gone out of their way because they thought someone was following them and and for me that really hit home because it, it's like as a as a bloke you don't even think that way yeah. you know you, you're not even yeah. Yeah, you're not even conscious of that, and mind. I felt, I, I, I instantly felt guilt because, because God, how many? I'm a, I'm a six foot four skinhead, right? How many women have I walked behind, and, and not even thought, given it a second thought, and and made them think, shit, this guy might be following me, and and made them cross the street or something. So there's, you know, one of the things they're saying they're saying you can do is make yourself known, you know, be aware of that and you cross the street so yeah. that you are in someone's eyeline more. Jack, um, I got told a great like story. Uh, a friend of mine, Christian, uh, t- uh, told this great story um, who he said his mum told him it when he was younger. And this is what everyone, this is what we can do. It's exactly what you're just saying. It's he was walking behind or sorry, his mum was walking home um, and a guy started walking behind her and Obviously, that she picked up the pace a bit, and um, the guy shouted out to the lady, and he said, "All right, my love, I can see you're startled by me. You've got nothing to worry about. I'm going to cross over the road. That's no effort from you. You can do that. And if that makes a woman feel safer walking home, you know, that's what you need to do. Like it, those small gestures can all help us move in the right direction. You know, um, mm. the, the, those sort of behaviors are the kind of things I've actually been doing." for a good few years. Like I was thinking about this the other day because it happened. I had to be a bus wanker. I had to catch the bus the other day. And um, I'm very conscious of how my presence can impact someone else, particularly if it's a a, a woman traveling by herself. And um, so I was catching the bus home from Watford and it was going through and it literally got to my town by the station and this girl got on, but I still had to carry on going on for a couple more stops. Anyway, she got off at my stop but I stayed on the bus and I got off at the next one (laughs) to walk back you know just because because I'm I'm very conscious of that and I think it might sound like it's a little bit off on a tangent but growing up in South Africa where you're always looking over your shoulder even as a guy in that instance because of the amount of crime I'm always caught like um, conscious of how I'm making someone. So like if I'm walking down a pathway with uh, someone in front of me, I will make my presence known. I'll be making a bit of noise so they know I'm there. I'm not trying to sneak up behind them sort of thing. So 
And you know what? It's as, as you guys have said, it's it, those things are easy to do. You know, it's, it's yeah. if, really if you're going to make someone feel, if you're going to make someone feel calmer, there's such simple things to do. Mm. And this is the sort of stuff I'm going to be teaching my boys. Like, Definitely. you know, the the other stuff goes for me goes without saying. I wouldn't. I'd be teaching them not to disrespect women or disrespect yeah. anyone, not yeah. to catcall, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's those it's those little things that I'm learning now. That's that's what I feel like I can actively teach my boys differently now. So, and it's social media can be a, a terrible place at some points, but actually it's been this week constructive in many ways with things like that, uh, tips like that, opening my eyes, I think, to things that I never really thought of before. Like, yeah. you know, as, as you were talking about, you know, presence on an empty street, in the dark, yeah, okay, actually thinking about it, yeah, really should have thought about that more. We can do that, can't we? We can cross the road. We can. It's a small thing to do to make someone feel more comfortable as they're heading home. So I think we, we've learned a lot. There has been a lot of, for all the terrible stuff there is on social media, a lot of the time, people sharing those sort of tips has been quite handy. And I noticed someone had, had put, he just said, look, I live not far away from where this happened. I just please help me. What can I do to make people's lives easier yeah. and people less afraid of me and my presence? Which I guess is is what we need to do. Isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, and I think we one of the biggest tips things. is for for men to talk to other men to make them aware of this as well. You know, and thankfully that's what we're doing. We're we're sitting here talking about it, and hopefully some of the listeners will learn yeah. a few things or or think things twice or. You don't have to get make defensive some about changes. it. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. You don't have to get defensive about it, and it's supposed to make you feel awkward. That's why the conversation has yeah. been avoided for so long. But if we're having it yeah. and it's making you feel awkward, then, like you said, we're potentially learning something. You know. Yeah. And you and you know what's worse than feeling awkward? Feeling threatened and yeah. feeling scared yeah. and feeling it's so as if true. Jim. Attack so you. true. So, that's the bit. But yeah, and if anyone's got any, you know, anything they want to add or any tips, then get in contact through the uh, uh, Dad's Not Facebook pages and let us know all about that. Sorry, Jim, uh, I just want you just said Dad's Not. Dad's Not, I did. <laughs> and I was hoping that no one had noticed. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that to the forefront there, Brad. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the rival to Dad's Not. <laughs> dad's Not. Yeah, blown that cover. Thank you. <laughs> Sparky, do you have a new story? Yeah, guys, I've got a feel-good story, actually. Uh, this made me really happy um, and made me thought, uh, sorry, and made me think about, well, if we ever lose anything in the future that belongs to my son, that we, we there's chance of finding it. It's a real good feel-good story. Uh, a guy, a little kid, a boy left his Buzz Lightyear uh, on a plane and the airline just went to some huge effort to just make sure it got back to him. Um, and I just thought, in all of this negativity, I was going to bring the story. He left his Buzz Lightyear and what the guys did um, at the airway, which they wrote a letter to the boy as they sent Buzz back and they'd done a load of pictures of Buzz having an adventure in the airport oh, and amazing. at the airline hangar. And, you know, <laughs> nice. it's going to blow the kid's mind. And and it just it's a reminder, you know, in this world sometimes where you just get frustrated, you go, actually, as, I, as if that was me, I'd be like, oh, we've left the Buzz Lightyear on the plane. We're never getting that again. Like it's gone. You, know, you can write a letter to lost property, but it's not going to be worth it. No one's going to want to find it. But that story tells me that, no, there is someone out there ready to help you. 
But it's, it's, and it's, it had to be a Toy Story toy as well. Of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They've got no new films to plug. I did check that just to see if it was a bit of merchandise plug good feel-good story. If one's going to have an adventure, then yeah, it would be. Um, I we had a, Someone gave us an amazing tip before we had our first child, which was if you get some sort of stuffed toy or a, a toy like that for your kid buy a spare one mm. for when you lose it so you can chuck it didn't really work because we bought two of these monkeys and she found them both within <laughs> <laughs> the start of crawling and it was like well okay so now we've got two that we could lose and uh, then we're going to have to buy another two spare ones from that and then it's just going to get exponentially just absolutely massive and bankrupt us so it's, it's a great it's a great idea and uh, with Jake his his favourite toy is a jelly cat monkey so you know you can buy them easy nice um so we've replaced three of those now i think because <laughs> it's because yeah. it's quite effortless to do harry's favorite toy is some um, random rabbit from sainsbury's for the i think was given to jake initially so it's like it's way out of date way it's out, discontinued yeah. you can't lose if we that. ever lose that we're screwed yeah that's it mm. It's time to be looking on eBay, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, stockpiling whenever it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quick one, uh, Sparky. In that article, does it talk about the carbon footprint of this toy? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just says infinity beyond and some stuff like that, Brad. And oh, this makes you feel warm in your belly, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on. Greta, let us have this one just for one minute, please. <laughs> uh, Jack, do you have a story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's um, it's super not positive. Oh, uh, oh great. <laughs> light and shade, light anyway, and shade. guys, let, let, let's talk about WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> so um has everyone had a good sort of you know 18 months or so you know everyone been enjoying it i mean there's been better it's yeah. been better yeah. hasn't it yeah. yeah. uh, i think if there's one thing i could say would make it all better it's nuclear war <laughs> yes yes so we, we, yeah that's that is what is yeah. missing i do wake up every day thinking i i i, I hope today instead of watching the sunset i watch the massive flare of an atomic explosion. <laughs> hey, this is yeah. the good stuff, though, going from Buzz Lightyear to nuclear war. Uh, we yeah, do come yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be exactly like that scene. Do you remember Terminator 2 where Sarah Connor is hanging on the fence the and fence. she's trying to talk to John and all of a sudden the flames come and take her out and next minute she's just a skeleton holding on. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 kind of what I I dream for. Well, that's, you know, could, could be a reality soon. Oh, amazing, dude. This is actually so the, the best news article ever. <laughs> So uh, the UK is reversing plans to reduce their stockpile of nuclear weapons and they're going to up them instead. Hold on. Doing more on the systemic challenge of China. You see, the um, the the theory is, isn't there, that the more that you have, the more of a threat you are for people who are thinking of attacking you. And you could go, well, we've got more, so don't do that. However... Surely you could just say, oh, yeah, we've just spent 27 billion trillion pounds <laughs> yeah. on all the latest stuff. And oh, we're not going to tell you where it is, but we've definitely got it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> really got like, it. No, get, some Amazon, Amazon yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get some of them Amazon tube, like poster tube, spray paint them like silver or something. You know, make them look a bit <laughs> nuclear and just say we spent the money on it. Bluff them. Bluff them. Oh, guys, just just call up like J.J. Abrams or Michael Bay and say, yeah, guys, yeah, listen, yeah. get your special effects team down here. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll give you a studio space. Let's do some green screening and make shit happen. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that's it. As soon as one country sets them off, then that it's the end of it's all. It's like a gigantic you know, civilization in your dick competition, yeah. and it's like. But like, did no one learn anything from the Cold War? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I think what we learned from that is that really no one's going to nuke each other because it's bad for the whole planet. Yeah. 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 Also, did we not just skint ourselves with a global pandemic? Like, have we? <laughs> how are we paying for these nukes? It's one of those from uh, China. Klarna or something, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, pay now. Yeah. Buy now, pay in six months' time. <laughs> what, are you going to order some nukes on Alibaba Express and then wait for, <laughs> for the long shipping? Hey, they take a bit longer to get there, but they're much cheaper. So, And the, the finishing's a little, uh, a little off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is my dad ordered the other day, but he was, uh, he ordered, well, I say the other day, it's a number of months ago. And over the intervening months, he's been tracking it as it's gone from uh, <laughs> Shenzhen to uh, Singapore, <laughs> then it goes to Kazakhstan, then it goes, and he's been looking at it all. It's quite nice. It's like a little uh, road trip through the world. I feel, I feel like Jim was just showing off a little bit on his geography there. It was just like, oh, I can work <laughs> yeah. from the east all the way back to the west. <laughs> Sparky, would, Sparky wouldn't know if he was telling the truth yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just here yeah. laughing, going, <laughs> geography. He's going, he's going, that's up north somewhere, isn't it? Kazakhstan. <laughs> Kazakhstan, it's near Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad, have you got a story? Yeah. Well, mine uh, mine's a little bit funny, and I'm hoping you guys can work out what vegetable I'm talking about. But basically, uh, <laughs> recently wasn't expecting that. <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, there's um, there's been a bit of a, a a faux pas made by a mom for the way in which she pronounced a vegetable, and she pronounced it pronounced it as "man get out." She said oh, to her daughter, okay. could she get her some man get out? Now, I'm just trying to, uh, I'm assuming that Jim and Jack, you guys have worked this out. Sparky, have mm -hmm. you worked out what? Yes, I know what uh, she's talking about. I hate this vegetable as well because it's embarrassed me on the date, but she's talking about a mange too, isn't she? There we go. Yay. Yes. Yes. And, and how yeah. did this embarrass you on a date? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. before Brad goes into more Because detail. I went on a date with a girl once and I was looking through the menu and I said, what's mange trout? <laughs> yeah. I think they renamed it Cornish Trout <laughs> to sell it to the EU. <laughs> um, yeah, going back to what you said, Jim, there's not really much else for me to go to about this article. That was really it. Man, get out. <laughs> Man, get out. <laughs> A funny mispronunciation is always worth it. Like, as with dad's not. Um, dad's and, not. <laughs> well, how have I never noticed that Monge 2 is basically man yeah. get out? How has that never... No, that's brilliant. You know what, actually, I've never actually ever put that together, but she did, so good Guys, for her. but if you also want to say it does look a little bit like mange trout as well, that would make me feel better about previous experiences. Uh, no, it looks absolutely nothing I added like an extra R trout. in there, like mange trout... I, 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 <laughs> also, mange. mange. Why would someone on a menu? <laughs> Look, guys, I'm council and proud, right? I've been in a posh restaurant I've never been to before. I mean, it could have been worse if he's like, what's minge trout? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, how dare you, and leaves. <laughs> I would say, if it didn't get us into trouble with the podcast providers, there was the title of the show, but I think we <laughs> might need to avoid that one. <laughs> 
This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. On the way, we're going to be asking the big question set by Bill from the Dadsnet group. We'll be talking about something that I think all parents have to consider at some point, especially nowadays. That's on the way very soon. Sparky from the Loose Dads podcast. I'm also on the podcast I secretly recorded my boyfriend, where you can hear clips like this. I used to be throwing out all the moves on the dance floor, man. You know the time is at the end of the night, and you know if you've been a failure, because two become one would be played, and you'd look like a right melon. When two become one, because you can't blag that. You have to walk off the stage when that comes on, if you've not got a partner. Oh, that's when it's time to grab a minga. Oh, my God. <laughs> Would you know you were being recorded? Search I Secretly Recorded My Boyfriend on your podcast app. This is Loose Dads from Dadsnet. My name's Jim. I have Brad, I have Sparky, I have Jack with me on the show today and, and every week as well. I mean... I'm, <laughs> It's not like loose women. They can afford to keep loads of people on retainers. Yeah, Sorry. Sus again. The budget isn't that big enough to get fresh people in every week. Also, no one else wants to be on this show, does it? Let's face it. The big question of the week. Uh, every week we ask a question posed by a member of the Dadsnet group on Facebook. These are a great resource. There's lo- so many groups uh, for dads, private groups where you can go and rant and rave and have a laugh and whatever. Uh, there's also groups about different interests and stuff. It's well worth getting signed up to those. Anyway, Bill from the Dadsnet group says, What is a good amount of screen time for my three-year-old? So what is a good amount of time for a three-year-old on the screen? Now... Jack, one of yours is three, right? Yes. How much telly <laughs> gaming stuff does he watch? Not. Look, <laughs> 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 no, we try and we try and keep it down, obviously, because uh, you know I don't want to come on this podcast and have everyone think I'm a terrible parent. Um, <laughs> you know, Danny's Danny's very active. I, I'm working all day, and Danny works two days a week, so you know she's very active trying to get them off the screens and um you know teaching them stuff and doing activities with them but there are times where you just need them to go away you just (laughs) you know you just need you just need a bit of time and if you can get 15 minutes great and if you can get an hour great um so i don't know i don't have a i don't have a set amount of hours that he watches every day it's just it's more and more prevalent now isn't it you know, mm. it's 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 so hard to to judge this because screen time wasn't the same when we were kids. No. Uh, so, and this is the trap that every generation falls into: is they compare it to their childhood. Yeah. Bring out the saying, Jack. Bring it out. Raise a child for the generation you live in, not the one you were brought up in. Oh, there we go. Mm. Very nice. It's a good phrase. I like. Very that. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, that's 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 my thinking. It's it's a different world. He's got he's got a leap pad. He's got. There's a telly in the playroom, um, which has got only YouTube, 720p though. I, mean, that's, I know. Oh, what? <laughs> How many inches, man? <laughs> uh, I think it's only 32. 
Okay, you said you wanted to come in here and not look like a bad parent. <laughs> you have well, you're failed saying, miserably. You're saying he should have 45 at least. Come on, mate. Q-led. What are you doing, Dad? Try harder. <laughs> Does it get um, teletext on it with bamboozle the game? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> but the thing is that everything, everything he is watching is educational. And that, that really screams different to when I watched TV as a kid, you know, he's watching Blippi or, um, what else does he watch? Mickey Mouse, um, a bunch of stuff, but it's all educational. It's all trying to teach you shapes and letters and numbers and, you know, number blocks, alpha mm. blocks, whatever. Mm. It's, it's all got some sort of learning attached to it. And his speech has come on so well through watching shows you know, I try and make sure he's watching the British version because otherwise he comes out with American, <laughs> American. Yeah. That's a pro, a pro tip for any Paw Patrol fans. Yes. is that on Netflix you can have the British version oh. rather than the American one if yes. you want. Yes, it's in the settings. Well, I'm going to check ah, that they, if they do that in Thomas because he's got quite an American sounding accent in the new version of Thomas. Mm. If not, Amazon, really? Amazon Prime, okay. they do the British versions there as well. Um, but yeah, so it, you know, he says garbage truck. And stuff like that. And candy. <laughs> oh, whoa. <laughs> oh. So we, we have to try and, you know, whip those out of it. But he, he's learned so much more through watching TV than I did watching TV as a kid. I learned 150 names of made-up Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, and some wrestling moves. I mean, you had to give a stone thing. Stunner, mate. So, no. uh, you see, you see uh, Steve Austin was like, was after I'd, I'd gotten out of wrestling, dude. I grew up with uh, Brett the Hitman Hart and. Oh, okay. um, oh you are. The, the Undertaker. <laughs> and, uh, Hold on, mate. Undertaker's yeah, only just left, yeah. Brad. Come on, mate. Yeah, but dude, he was he, he was there since the early 90s. <laughs> if you if you watch wrestling in the last 50 years, you've seen The Undertaker. So, yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> so I think you've even seen him, Jim. Yeah, one of the uh, one of the circus sideshows yeah. I went to uh, in my youth. Yeah, <laughs> you know, going back to what you're saying, Jack. Though, is it's part of life now, and you know, it's easy to fall into this parent guilt trap of, oh, my kid is spending too much time in front of the TV or too much time playing games. You know, when I was younger, I was outside exploring the world, getting my hands dirty in mud and et cetera, et cetera. The other, the other thing to consider though, is if you were to genuinely analyze our adult or adolescent lives compared to our parents, the pressures that we are under uh, from work, from life, from everything in between is far greater than what they had to go through. For instance, you know, like my dad always jokes about when he had started working, if you were fed up with your job, you could quit it and find a job pretty much the next day because jobs were so available. Whereas today it's such a competitive market. Everyone's upskilling themselves. You're feeling like you're constantly having to be the best of what you can be to always be relevant and maintain employment. And it's a, it's a mess. It's, it's like the, it's just the rat race, but it's like on steroids. What? So you're saying they need the screen time. They need it because no, they don't. They don't. And we I, need I, it. But, but, but what I'm saying is exact, exactly. We, we genuinely do need it. So we can either focus on work or focus on trying to better ourselves. So we don't become, uh, unemployed and irrelevant in the industry. I hear you. So we need them to be like, okay, guys, listen, because 
Like when we grew up, our kid, our parents had the time where they could go out and 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 be more involved, I guess, in developing us mentally. Whereas today, we're so preoccupied with everything else that's going on around that, like my kids, struggle with the concept of going outside and entertaining themselves, and I feel so guilty for it, absolute guilt for it. But if I don't, I'm gonna lose out you know, on, on my employment status or other assets and facets of my life. It's, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It is really, really horrible. So I know I'm not answering this for Bill in any way, shape or form, but I guess the right, from my point of view, the right amount of screen time is whatever deem, you deem necessary that helps you get through the day. And don't beat yeah, yourself I mean, up I, about it. And don't beat I yourself think, up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're not going to come up with a, a time are we because i don't think that there's, there's no such thing as, as an ideal amount of time the ideal amount of time is designated by what you need yeah. and what you feel yeah. and i i've written a blog about this for the dad's net oh. which you can read on dadsnet.com um and it is basically just there's a it is that guilt thing there's a big guilt thing and also it's not just a guilt thing it's um smug parents going um actually little oh, johnny has yes. not watched any television oh. and it's like well he's missing out isn't he because actually <laughs> some in good some stuff ways on there. the walking dead some... is brilliant yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but it's a balance everything's a balance yeah. in life isn't it and you wouldn't want them to be in front of the telly 24 hours a day or on a screen 24 hours a day however they need it. You know, my children get so, after they've had a day of having fun, they are absolutely shattered. And all they are good for is just to sit there and watch something. And it's the mm. same in the morning, you know, when they're coming around to watch something in the morning. We shouldn't feel guilty about letting our kids watch it. As long as, you know, you're not what, making them watch sort of, yeah, The Walking Dead or something. <laughs> but they're watching stuff that they, they learn about. And, yeah. you know, they, as you say, language skills, storytelling. And, and you look at CBeebies. That is a channel just completely dedicated to amazing learning yeah. in an accessible way. And also not just educational learning but social learning and just learning about the world in general that's a great thing and if you know I, i'm not if gonna they sit and watch that for a bit i uh, i got so so into those cbb shows i used to get those theme songs stuck in my head and when they would come on i'd yeah. be singing along with them you know <laughs> um but no they you're 100 right they're, they're great some really really great educational shows on there 100 percent. and and even even the stuff that's just pure entertainment so what you know you you know how your kids will react you know your kids and you know that you will give your kids as much as you can give them in terms of your attention and your uh dedication to them because as you say there are so many pressures and if you start feeling guilty for watching the watch the telly i mean i i know it's just i know it's difficult and i know it seems bad but it's not you just need to relax i'm intrigued about you sparky because your uh, lad is still very young but obviously at that age where there's a lot of stuff going on and at a stage where they get a lot out of just like the visuals of tv so true mate um <clears throat> in fact we feel like we discovered at about six months um hey bear sensory on youtube which is just amazing like bouncing broccolis and stuff around the screen with music which was instantly like a savior we definitely the guilt that you guys have talked about i'm just sitting here nodding because that's we we're going through that at the moment it's like oh 
Oh, he's only like like 14 months. We don't want him to get attached to the TV. But like you say, it's our tool. Like when you need, just even need to pack the car to leave. You know, you put him in his car seat, you sit him on front in front of the TV and he's distracted. You know, he's not going to be screaming or pulling something on him. Um, but, you know, we get guilt as well and we worry because something that's happened, I definitely feel, is he's aware, because we've got a Chromecast in our house, that you go to the phone, you press something on the phone and that makes... Your YouTube, like your videos come up, so like, hey, bear or whatever. But if he, like, I don't know if we're imagining it. We probably are. But if he doesn't like what you've put on the telly, he comes over and he picks up your phone and he gives it to you. And that gives me the guilt that, <laughs> oh, we, we've been watching too much telly around him. Like he's picked this up mm. off us. Like, and I, 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 but, but he's living in the world we live in where there are TVs and all sorts around, you know, and uh, I don't know. Wait till he wait till he's speaking and he goes. Not this episode of Blippy. I want I want the chocolate episode of Blippy. You're like, oh god, how do you have so many episodes? But all all right there. Have you guys ever had it where your kids will find something really really funny and then they'll keep rewinding it and saying, "Come watch this, watch this," and then they hit play and they pack out yeah. laughing and you're like. This is some crap. And then I'm like, no, 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 you, you didn't find it funny enough. No, you probably didn't watch it properly. Come, watch now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's the problem with Rewind. When when it was just live TV, when I was uh, watching, we couldn't do that, yeah, could we? Yeah. You couldn't go, hey, watch this, watch this. <laughs> but one thing I definitely will agree with Jack on is it, the language things and all of those benefits, the learning, like, Definitely in watching TV and like moving on to Teletubbies even like, and there's a couple on CBBS which feel like classes that we can't go to at the moment because of being on lockdown. I think it's uh, the uh, Tom Fletcher. What's her name? She was an I'm a celebrity. Um, she's got Giovanni. Giovanni. Yeah, she's got her own like, and that's amazing. We watch that, and that's like going to a class. And I feel his interaction and his like he's he's starting to recognise and say things more. It's, it's I don't know. It's improving him. So I definitely think that the screen time is important and don't rule out the fact that screen time sounds like a negative, but as you guys have all said before me, it's helping you get your work done. It's helping you teach your kids stuff that you can't teach them, especially when we've just been through a lockdown as well. It needs rebranding. We should rebrand screen time as uh, super happy stimulation. <laughs> yeah. no, I, maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm using that name for something else I do, Jim. <laughs> just, wor- just workshopping. I'm workshopping ideas. Jim, what, what are you saying is I should really scratch off Poltergeist and Jason Goes to Hell for our family movie night on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, one of the other Jason films, maybe, but not Goes to Hell. Um, what about um, Nightmare on Elm Street? I mean, Freddy Krueger was a bit of a funny dude, though. He, he, was, he was a murderer, but he, he had a good sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> That seems that seems like a tweet that you could read. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah, the other day when we were talking about the woman who said, "Well, oh, Hitler got one thing right." No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Stop that. So anyway, Bill on the Dad's Net group, who wanted to know what's a good time amount of screen time for my three-year-old. I hope that's helped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is two hours and sixteen minutes. So there you go. <laughs> It genuinely, genuinely is whatever you feel into it. And that's it. Yeah. Whatever you feel is right. Whatever is right. Whatever you need yeah. and whatever they enjoy, I guess. Yeah. Last time he'll ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bill. 
This is Loose Dads from Dad's Nets. We very much appreciate you listening. If you want to help us out at all, we're not asking for money. We're just asking for you to tell someone about this podcast. Get them to listen to it. Give us a review. Give us a comment. Uh, put a five-star rating on. Follow us. Any of those things are so good for us. They, they boost us up and make us bigger than my dad wrote a porno. One day. And, uh, <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> just interject that if anyone did want to send us money, I mean, I'm not, I'm not objecting against that. I mean, like, oh yeah, we're not asking you for money, but we would gratefully yeah. receive. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Our price vouchers anything. Um, Alex, Jack, I'll explain what our price was a bit later. Okay, cool. Thank you, thank you. So, thank you very much to Brad. Thank you very much, guys. It has been awesome as usual, man. I love these get-togethers. Thank you, Sparky. Thanks, boys. And thank you to Jack as well. Cheers, guys. Another good one. Make sure you listen next week. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.